this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. Oh, you got to unmute yourself, Casey. I don't know how I got muted. I am Casey Schreffler. Uh, I muted both of us during the intro because I didn't want to, Mm. you know, how it can be. But uh, Casey Schreffler, how's it it been? Oh, just, it's been all right. It's been good. Going through the throes of home ownership and all the good and bad. Yeah. That comes with that, especially in Los Angeles. So many codes and whatever. I almost got fined for paint being on the street. That was fun. Just found out I got to replace my roof. Homeowners insurance apparently decided to not cover us after they decided to cover us like a month or two into it. Mm. So lots of lots of fun stuff. The, the light in the dark side of adulting and homeownership. Yeah, no, we were supposed to have a pretty big windstorm yesterday. And I was talking to my dad. I was like, I hope the wind blows so hard that it just blows my entire roof off. <laughs> well, would that like, be covered, though? Yeah, I'm covered up through uh, January 28th. Oh, man. But yeah. we're, we're, doing, we're doing the roof uh, this weekend. So Pray for a tornado. Just yeah, yeah, no, straight, that's what I said. Straight line winds that will just, that's just what I said. your roof off. Yeah, no, I sat I sat out here for like four hours that day, sat on the back patio, just wishing that the roof would collapse on top of me. And we barely got any wind. Like it picked up a couple times, but nothing. You gotta go out there and do like a wind dance of some sort or uh you know, call the rain. Um Har- finally yeah. harness your force powers and just yeah if i if i had the force yeah i could just you know tear off a chunk of roof and there we go i'm set maybe a just couple gotta... chunks of your neighbor's roofs you know to make it look good uh-huh. you know. but yeah hey yeah. so how have you uh how have you been liking season two of the mandalorian i don't think you've been on or talked about any of your thoughts or views once you uh give us a rundown real quick of uh what you've been thinking and then um we can dive into our uh the big news this week is uh of course that of the mandalorian and uh chapter 14 but uh leading up right. to that leading up to that i don't know have you been on since uh no no nope, yeah. i have not give us a rundown overall yeah it's been a minute like there's there's been some like cool stuff that happened and i you know like trying to think back and it's, I guess it's easier if you do it every week when the episode's fresh in your mind. Uh, but um, I remember it's like uh, starting out fun and kind of lighthearted, Baby Yoda eating frog eggs and stuff like that. It's kind of whimsical and, and entertaining. Right. And, you know, hoping to track down someone who could lead them to lead uh, the Mando to other people like him. And uh, then I think the next episode you meet 
Um, so there was really nothing that happened that was super crazy in the first episode that I remember. Well, besides the fact that you see Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. So two things I, I wanted to get your take on for the first episode were um, first, uh, Cray Dragon. Oh yeah, so, like to me, like I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of biased because I played Star Wars Galaxies, yep. and I expect them to be more like dragons as opposed to like to more terrifying versions of like sandworms from Tremors, like a tremor. Well, yeah. so what I looked into, and if you remember back in Galaxies and even like Kotor, there's different types and sizes of crate, right? There's greater crates, there's canyon crates, there's lesser crates, you know? Juveniles, yeah, but they were all dragon-esque. Well, so yeah. this thing, if you actually look at the concept art for it, essentially um, has the same head as like those crate dragons. It's just about uh, literally probably like a hundred times bigger. Um, so it's, it is a greater crate. Um, and uh, the illustration I found, I have to send it to you. It has, uh, it yeah, has I, don't, I don't remember seeing it like dragon, like, like to me, it was kind of like Sarlacc mouthy, you know right. what I mean? Well, with, it with ate a, a Sarlacc, so you got, the, you have that. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> Maybe that's how, uh, Boba got out, huh? Yeah, so that's my that's my theory because you see Boba, you he turns around at the end of that episode, and his face is all scarred and stuff, right? He's got no eyebrows even. It looks like acid well, burn scarring. When's the last time you? Well, we'll get we'll get the we'll get there. Right. So Let's well, my catch up through episodes here. My, my theory was for that that uh, Boba gets eaten by the sarlacc. He's in there for, you know, up to four and a half almost five years because that's where we're at right now with uh with the storyline you know or maybe like well I, I guess that actually doesn't line up does it because Cobb Vant found the armor it doesn't really give us a timeline does it how long Cobb Vant was gone or how long exactly afterwards mm, not yeah no but we'll we'll catch up to uh that that stuff but uh yeah so the cray dragon was cool um it, it definitely made me happy as a longtime star wars fan especially a star wars galaxy player and then seeing morrison at the end uh you know i got the old uh you know the, the fast little toe taps going on I'm like okay we're in right one up here. just a bit just a bit yeah no well then like that kind of harkened back to what we we're talking about before um, in the first season, when you hear the stirrups and stuff like that, yep, and sure yep. enough, sure, sure enough, uh, that it was him and uh, great payoff. And then the second episode uh, was basically just a bunch of spiders, and yep, yep. you see you see some uh, rebellion folk there. Yep, yep. and you know they 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 save him, I guess, and decide to let him go. Nice little tie-in there for me was uh, they let him go because of what happened on the uh, prison cruiser in the first season mm. with, uh, with mm. Bill Burr. They're like, oh, well, it says on here, you know, that um, you put yourself in harm's way to try to save the life of a Republic soldier and assisted in the capture of Miggs Mayfield, who was Bill Burr. 
So we get a nice yep. little sprinkle of that in there. Yeah, that was good. How many episodes have there been so far? Five, six? Seven. Oh, seven this season? Oh, six. We're on six, I believe. Yeah, we're I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there's two There's two more episodes, right? Yep. This Friday and then the final. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so. Then uh, chapter was three was the heiress. And, and uh, that. Oh, time. Yeah, so yeah okay, okay, yeah. The, uh, water planet. Yeah, and uh, and then four was when they blow up that factory, right? The siege, yep. Four okay, is when cool. they blow up the factory, and they, uh, you get the uh, the hologram of Dr. Pershing talking about M counts yeah. for the VIP. Yeah, uh, but uh, count donor for the VIP. Going back to three, it was really cool to see other Mandos and see how taken aback the Mando was um, with them removing their helmets and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I, I obviously recognize Bo right yeah. away. Um, my wife didn't. She never watched it. Like I, She's not... I can't. I wouldn't be able to get her to watch any like, Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that. Even though it's probably better than a lot of other Star Wars content. Like, it's good. Well, it's when we did our, our little talk about that, we all talked about how Mando was the slowest one and the least badass of all the other Mandos. Yeah, if you notice, like in that firefight at the end, you know, I think T was the first to point out, welcome to the podcast, T Green, um, that, uh, yeah, even though Mando's, you know, pretty B.A., he uh, he was definitely the slowest on the draw that whole episode between the other three Mandalorians. Yeah, well, I think he had to be, too. Um and the thing I think the difference is what they went through because right. as far as we know, he was found as a child, he was saved and kind of trained by this faction um that basically Bo, a cult. Right? Yeah, that 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 Bo calls like old timey or something like that. Um yeah. old ways or I don't remember exactly. He's one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the watch. He's a child of the watch. So I, I thought that that was pretty interesting. But to his credit, um, I think it was the next episode. Um, he charged in with his Beskar on, took a bunch a, of yeah. shots and threw out his grenades. And, you know, I think that was him showing them like, like I can do this too. Right. Know? I'm the heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was the end of that episode. We got to see the, uh, uh, the smoke monster himself, the man in black from Lost, was that um, Imperial officer that uh, bit down on the uh, electric cyanide pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also have to say that I, I, the, 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 the fish frog guy that drove them out there was entertaining. Fish frog, the fish he frog was, guy. Yeah, he was in the service of uh, Grief Karga. Oh, uh, oh, out to the okay. Out, you're talking now. Out to the um, yeah, to the next to episode, the, of the siege. Out to the yeah. lab. Yeah. yeah, the mithril. Yeah, he was he was entertaining to me. Yeah, he, you remember him from He's the like first episode? <laughs> yeah, no, I I do. Yeah, yeah, and but, uh, I I thought that he was very entertaining. He was good comic relief there. So what'd you what'd you make of the? Uh, the people floating in the vats, the little hint of Snoke music, 
and Dr. Pershing talking about a VIP and these donors uh, that they needed more blood from the donor and that all the uh, test subjects like nothing's worked so far. Yeah. In that episode, he was hiding. What's that? You're breaking up. I said, we seen seen the VIP on that episode. He was hiding behind the wall. Oh, the jeans guy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think I sent a thing about that in the, uh, in the talking Sith chat, like, uh, well, it's finally affordable to cosplay as something from the Mandalorian. And it right. was just like a, a guy in a gray t-shirt with a watch on and jeans <laughs> and part of him sticking out. There's going to be somebody at the next star Wars celebration who has makeshifted like a light door. Right. And he's going to, yeah, he's going to have a gray sweatshirt or a gray t-shirt, a watch and jeans on one side. Like there's, that's going to be a thing. I guarantee it. No, just like just... the, uh, just like the uh, the sound guy. The boom the, guy the with the, yeah. the hot pink shorts, yeah. Now, if he wants to make it really legit, he's got to follow behind, you know, three people cosplaying as uh, Grief, Cara Dune, and uh, Din Djarin, just like uh, walk sh- behind them. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he will give him the opportunity, but <laughs> that, that's something that's definitely good. So, so what, who do you, what do you think about the, the M count? They, they came just, just short of saying man, uh, midichlorian. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, that's, that's obviously what they were alluding to. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Snoke music and the bats. So they're, they're leading into creating something, a vessel for the, um, these, these guys are obviously still empire. And right. that's something that touches back on the last episode that we saw too. So the, they're still empire. They're still loyal. Yeah. Um, there's there's a dark saber. Oh yeah. Goodness gracious! Try to explain that to a wife who hasn't seen Clone Wars. <laughs> Just watch the Clone Wars and Rebels. It's worth it. Actually, uh, tell her to go on Disney Plus. There's a there's a playlist of essential Clone Wars episodes now. Interesting. Most yeah, of them are Mandalore based. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to get her to watch it. I think as this show goes on. Just going to have more and more questions, and it's just going to be easier to say you should probably just watch the Clone Wars. And she'll just say, nah. <laughs> so, nah. so my theory for the VIP is, and some of this is uh, at this point, they probably have made a perfect clone of Palpatine, perfect in every way, except for he's not force sensitive. So, they need to find a way to infuse him with the force so Palpatine can inhabit him. That perfect clone without the force, we know being who the internet has lovingly uh, titled Chad Palpatine, Ray's father. Yeah, and you see what's even scarier is that now the original clone, like an untouched clone, like a copy, a, a perfect copy of Django, Boba, is out there and is going to be with Mando. And there, there. I think that I, I think that's the donor. I don't think any. I think, I don't think it's Yoda necessarily. I think it's well, finding that, like the original, because I think they talked about it in the Clone Wars a little bit. Like that something happened with the DNA. That's why we had the bad batch and stuff like that. I think the right. further along you go, yeah, well, problems happen. I don't think now you have. A, I think I think maybe it's both of them. 
Yeah, I think that I think that the idea like you have that you have is is like it's correct. It's uh they said that uh they needed more and more samples like for some reason the samples got corrupted the older they got. So, I think that's why they need Baby Yoda. You know, they can't just like clone Baby Yoda or like replicate his blood. They need it continuously. Um but T going back to what you said, it's very possible that that might have been Chad Palpatine himself sticking out from behind that door for all we know could be just hiding out back there like you said <laughs> just chilling but uh but next episode it, man oh yeah the Big Jedi one. real quick what do you guys think the possibility of seeing that clone Mr. Chad yeah um I give it a I give it a 75% at this point I mean, they're like balls to the wall right now. Like everything, I never would have thought at the beginning of season one of this, uh, well, A, that we'd be getting a baby Yoda, a Yoda species at all and diving into that. B, that we'd be talking about Cobb Vanth, who was a, a character from a like ancillary part of a, of a not well-received novel after return of the jedi we'd be seeing boba fett back in the flesh we'd get bo katan from the clone wars the dark sabers being wielded by the main villain ahsoka tano showing up so yeah i give it man 60 75 percent that we're gonna see chad palpatine in this maybe we'll even see him make his escape we might meet ray's mother i see i i I see i don't know though so i guess so this takes place five years after return of the jedi how soon was force awakens was what 30 yeah force awakens was 30 so i mean that mean and and ray's like what 17 ray's supposed to be like in her 20 like about 20 19 i think kylo's kylo's just been born like kylo is like Kylo's like five years old at this point. And Ray is not yet born. But, I mean, we don't know. Maybe Chad, like, they wouldn't have made Chad Palpatine, like, age faster. I mean, maybe to, like, uh, to try to get something that works and then oh, maybe he can produce an heir type thing. Like, uh, who, who knows? Uh, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, if he's a clone. What did they do? What did they not do? If he's a clone, that means that he would have had to have been started long ago. Well, and maybe he was. Like we know that uh, we know now in canon that uh, Palpatine's been working on this for a while. He had sensed Vader's teetering allegiance for a while, and um, so he had been working on backup plans. So my thought is, they probably got chad palpatine out there he was probably they've been working on this for a long time and he's probably a young man maybe like in his late teens or something right now just being kept somewhere you know and yeah being experimented on and trying to uh i mean shoot maybe maybe it's mando and and company that helps get him away that's what i'm thinking man but uh Ooh, we're leading up to that uh, real quick. Ahsoka the Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a super cool episode, uh, and I loved the white sabers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely cool to see her 
in the actual flesh and she was just as badass like i was just sucked into that episode when she was just disappearing into the fog oh yeah um that stuff was super cool and uh i don't necessarily like how she turned away grogu as we learned in that episode um even though yeah, you're talking about stuff that going back to uh, Empire where Yoda refuses to train Luke for various stupid reasons. There's not a lot of Jedi. She should have just well, taken it. And I mean... T- and, she's, and, she, and she is probably like the best version of the Jedi. Right. Um, at, like at this point. Like she is probably in my opinion, like the quintessential, like perfect Jedi in terms right. of point of view, how she acts, what she does yeah, and things like that. She embodies the spirit of what the Jedi are supposed to stand for. Yeah. Um, that's why she walked away. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I think Qui-Gon would be, would be proud of her. Um, she's the heir apparent to, to Qui-Gon, to Qui-Gon's Jediisms. But um then uh yeah so we learn baby yoda's name grogu she tells uh she tells mando to take him to tython call back from some legends and uh the old republic video games uh tython of course being what used essentially what octo is now uh tython was an old canon um I honestly expected there to be at least a filler episode, maybe two filler episodes in between there. We wouldn't get to Tython until the season finale. Um, I, I think talked about that. That's what I believe. Yeah. I think that was our general consensus. Um, but yeah, so uh, we leave Ahsoka uh, seemingly on the trail of Grand Admiral Thrawn. So there's a whole nother rabbit trail we'll have to go down someday. <laughs> hopefully, um, we get, hopefully Ahsoka gets a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so then we pick straight up in this latest episode, Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian. And I got to tell you, or was it? No, what, what chapter was it, guys? Chapter 14, sorry. Chapter 14. And as soon as I saw the title card, I was my stomach basically dropped the tragedy. <laughs> um yeah what were your guys' thoughts as soon as you saw that uh that title card uh man you know i had thoughts going in like i didn't so i didn't see the title and until it popped up obviously but uh it was getting late and carla had to go to bed and she was like how long is this episode and i was like it says 33 minutes She's short like, that's that's it yeah and i was like yeah that's probably two minutes of intro and three yeah. or four three minutes of credits so it's it's it's, a, it's like 27 you know and um i was like it's a short one and uh yeah and then the title pops up the tragedy i and i guess it depends on what point of view you're looking at like uh, like obviously things happen we'll get into <laughs> but uh yeah no it was just like hmm hmm you know so essentially tython is I was excited uh, is California. So Casey, you live on Tython. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Um, you should go find that, that hill there and go meditate and see if you can call any Jedi to you. Some, some blue uh, c- cylindrical energy shoots up into the sky. 
bunch of blue butterflies uh, flying around you. Um, I've seen a lot of people drawing a lot of speculation from those blue butterflies um, that were flying around before baby Yoda started meditating. Um, T, I think you were the one that told me some people were trying to draw them to Kylo Ren somehow. Not exactly sure. Somebody told me that. Um, maybe it was Chad. Not, been- yeah, not sure how that goes. But in, <clears throat> in one of the Vader comic series, um, when Vader is having a, uh, when he is like reaching out in the force, he's having an out-of-body experience and a vision. He is surrounded in the force by blue butterflies. So there is, yeah. A, yeah so there's from what, from, from what I've uh, read that it's it's a uh, it's it's an Easter egg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, got a connection there. So as soon as uh, as soon as Baby Yoda, right, well, right before Baby Yoda actually like starts to meditate and reach out. Uh, we hear uh, we hear something, and he looks up, and the slave one flies into view. What were you guys' uh, first thoughts? Um, I I tell you exactly what I said. Like I I think I got chills. And I looked over at Carla, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> That's literally what I said. Verbatim. <laughs> T, what do you think, man? My very first thought was, "Hey, that ship looks familiar, but I can't place it." <laughs> so did did uh did Carla know the ship? Uh I don't think she did. Uh I definitely did. And oh, yeah. one thing that also crossed my mind was something from the Roach Chronicles out of nowhere. The slave too comes down. <laughs> exactly. See? Boba Boba and Boba Fett hopped out. He did. This is like your uh this is what you were saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so many you. years so many years ago you were you were right well uh tim q and i were talking on saga day saying how crazy it is so many of the ideas and stuff that we like role played and just like played star wars with their own characters back in the day all these ideas are coming to fruition like they're they're canon now like tim q and i uh played for the longest time that they were capturing people Mostly like, you know, Tim Q's character or my character, because of course we were the most powerful Jedi. And they were stealing our midichlorians to empower other people with our midichlorians. Mm. And now this is a major plot point <laughs> for the first Star Wars television show. But uh, yeah, so the, uh, the Slave One lands, Din tries to get out of there and he can't break uh, Baby Yoda. He can't make can't break through the uh, glowing blue mist, which is, I think, in live action at least. Um, and even in any of the uh, television series or the movies, it's the first time we've saw like the Force physically represented. Uh, Maybe on a, Mortis. As opposed to like a Force push or... Jump. Right. So you can't see a force push or whatever, you know, we see like a force field of the force, essentially. Interesting. So yeah. that kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I guess like, yeah. I mean, you, you do see it in other things that are kind of considered canon. Like, uh, I guess um, a little bit in rebels, 
a little bit later on in Rebels, you see some the, stuff. The, the Star Wars, uh, what was that game on Xbox? Uh, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. I yeah, so people were saying, like, that's the closest you've, you've come to that. But I'm talking, like, live act. Like, in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right, yeah. So it's starting. I mean, we've had a lot of that in, in video games, but that's the first time we're seeing it in uh, in any in this type of media. But uh, yeah, yeah. So Din goes down and uh, tries to check out what's going on, and he runs into old Boba Fett. Yep, that was pretty cool. That was a super cool scene. And uh, actually, the the chick, um, she was one of the main characters in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Ming-Na Wen. May. Yep. yep, she was Agent May. And she's a very, very good character. I haven't finished the series yet. I think I got up to when it was after the Kree stuff. But it was, I stopped at, because I hate it when shows end. I'm very terrible at when I like something. I just won't watch like the last season last episode she's just just terrible yeah because i don't want it then um but she's very good in that series and she's Mm. good in this she's she's actually in mulan too so she she must be in bed with disney oh yeah yeah she was she was the voice of the original mulan we remember her from uh she was in the new mulan too like she was was introduced yeah she was she introduced i think um Mulan to the Emperor at the end. I haven't yep. met it. I haven't watched it yet, so. Well, you should. It's on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, and it's free. That's the only reason I watched it. It was I fun. Like, it wasn't it was a glowing good. review from Casey, so I haven't been in a rush. I mean, it was it was entertaining. It just it it was different. You right. Know? Um, it was it was, yeah. Like a lot of people have talked about how like the similarities with Star Wars and. Hmm. things like that with the things that could be done with because everything was about chi and stuff right. like that and the yeah. force so it was it was interesting and the action sequences were fun but it but to me it didn't feel like the old school disney mulan like right. the cartoon until like the last 15 20 minutes well how about the uh robert rodriguez and we got some Oh yeah. So when I saw when I saw that pop up, I was like, Robert Rodriguez directed this. I was, and I told Carla, I was like, this is like this guy does like gory horror slash actiony type stuff. Oh, and it made sense. Like, so <laughs> what what did you so what did you think of Tomorrow Morrison and his uh portrayal now of Boba Fett and uh the action sequences we got? between uh the stormtroopers when they just when they show up boba fett and fennec shan guys yeah i like uh, i'll let t go ahead t well i love the the first like are you who are you are you are you are you a jedi and then he just steps down and yeah i mean if he kind of looks like a Jedi sitting there with a robe, doesn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Casey, would you? Uh, yeah. So, would you guys? Would you guys make of the the whole action sequence and uh, 
how uh, Tamora Morrison did portraying portraying Fett as opposed to Jan- uh, Boba Fett as opposed to or Boba Fett as opposed to Django. Sorry, my, my kid's climbing on my lap right now. No worries, I'm tracking down stuff myself. Well, I mean, technically he was portraying himself. Like, <laughs> um, it's. I liked it, man. Um, I because he didn't really, he, like he didn't really interact or hear or, or speak too much um, in the original trilogy. You know, you get a nod. He's no good to me, dead. You get you get stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it, it was nice to see like a different like a, a human dimension to him. And yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm also I, I'm also uh, trying to listen to a toddler speak to me. Oh yeah. All right, T. Wax okay. poetic for a moment on uh, what you thought of uh, his portrayal and the action sequence. Well, uh, I love the action sequence. I love the whole <clears throat> um, introduction of um, what's her face again, basically saying. And I don't miss, and all this other. <laughs> Fennec, what's her name? Fennec something, yeah. Yeah, she she blasted Mando in that that gunslinger episode, so you know she's got some. But I don't think she would have made it through that uh that force shield thing. That, but again, he didn't know that. So, <laughs> do you guys actually think? Okay, so. Fast forwarding uh, with um, how they actually, this actually ends up playing out. Just, between let's all just that. Hit, the, hit the pause button for five minutes so we can reset. All right. All right. We'll, be, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right. So we're back. Sorry about the pause, everybody. Uh, a couple minutes to us and nothing to you. But uh, we're talking about Fennec Shand and uh, her having her blaster sights aimed on the child and uh t said that he doesn't think that she would have been able to make it through that force field anyway which i agree with but do you think she actually would have fired do you think boba actually gave her orders to fire judging on how they are a little later i think it was um like a master game of chess just intimidation Um, basically yeah i don't think I don't think Boba would have had him fire. I, worst case scenario in this situation, Mando dies. Like that's right. That's what would have happened. They wouldn't have shot the kid. I don't think. Um, but it was definitely a good tactic. I mean, you can't. And, and one thing too, like towards the end, good God, I, I literally said like as things were happening, I was like. Get your jetpack, get your jetpack, get your jetpack. And of course, he doesn't get his jetpack oh, yeah. because, you know, people in movies and horror films, and apparently during the pandemic, too, like, uh, don't tell people, like, there's people who don't tell people they have COVID, people who don't refuse to wear masks and stuff. So if, like, a zombie outbreak happened, like, it would, like, a horror movie scenario doesn't seem as stupid to me now because I just realized how stupid people are. So I'm, I'm more willing to let go of things like that. But, well, and we all know is basically this was here's how I think it went down in the writer's room. Okay. Because next thing, one of the next things I want to talk about is 
they blew up the Razor Crest. So Razor Crest is no more. Um, R.I.P. Razor Crest. Right, which is which is one of the things where, to me, like that could be considered. Like if you're considering the Mandalorian, that could be the tragedy. Uh, yeah, that could that definitely is a tragedy, and I'm happy to see him blow up something beloved like that because. Anybody who's listened to Talking Sith for a while knows that I was I was very much all about uh, I thought they were going to destroy the Millennium Falcon and I really think they should have in um, the sequel trilogy. I think that they just didn't have balls to do anything like that in the sequel trilogy. No, it's, it's not that and it's it's exactly what I told you and it's, it's money. They it's built they though. built live stuff. Here's the they thing the Millennium Falcon so it's it a permanent thing. It doesn't make a thing. difference. It doesn't it does. make a difference. It's frozen Gosh, in time there, man. You need so kids aren't going to go back and watch the original trilogy. It's hard to get like uh, you think my kids going to want to watch Star Wars a New Hope in 10 years? Like I will make her she watch. She gets it. into Star Wars. I mean Yeah, I know. I mean sure, yeah, if you get into Star Wars, but kids who are like if you're considering pop culture, like Star Wars is pop culture, but the modern Star Wars is pop culture. You need the Millennium Falcon to live on, especially if you're spending the amount of money to make a permanent fixture of a ship and a ride like uh, Well, like the thing is you don't think they're ever going to sell any more Razorcrest toys now? No, I mean they 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 will like Haslab. Haslab <laughs> just made that like what is it like four hundred five hundred dollars for the pre order for that uh, Black Series scale Razor Crest, and it just like it's been reaching its goals and stuff. But uh, I heard a couple of people talking about how I was unsure of how to feel. I don't know if my I mean, to your point or to my point, they were like, I don't know if my invet- that makes this more valuable or less valuable now that it's just a pile of scrap. Well, no, I mean, like, so there's going to be a thing. There's, there's going to be a Razor Crest too, just like there was a Slave too. Right, but, but it was think you can. Do, I don't think you can do that with the Millennium Falcon, especially when they created a life-size version in two places. Like, they're just not going to do that. They're not going to do that. It should have happened. Maybe I agree with you. But there was no way financially that they were going to let that ship, the original ship, blow up. There was no way. Well, I mean, regardless, I like that they're they're doing stuff in this. Like they wouldn't, they didn't, and they they wouldn't have, like you're saying, for whatever reason, have done that in the sequel trilogy. Um, but I like that they are uh, they're taking they're swinging at the they're swinging a little harder and the Mandalorian, you know, it's, they're taking more chances. Like I said, all the people that they've been bringing in, all the lore that they're digging up. Um, I sent an image to uh, the Talking Sith Facebook group or the messenger group earlier. Um, I know just a few episodes ago, we were talking about the, uh, like the mortar packs, the thermal detonators on the backs of the uh, stormtroopers and how we'd never seen anybody use them. And then we've seen them used twice now. Uh, during the siege and then in this episode we saw the guy like shooting him like a mortar um yeah out of a cannon yeah so that was that was pretty sweet but uh yeah so the and 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 man she is so badass you gotta fennec shan oh yeah she is on top of it she definitely 
Uh, well, she's got a new name now. We can only call her Techno Tummy from now on. That Techno is her Tummy. new Star Wars name. Yeah, no, this sounds like fetishized. <laughs> I, I, refuse, I refuse to call it that. Well, hey, if that's what you're into, Casey, but we won't No, there's people into a lot of things. Look at what goes on in prisons. Good God. Into Techno Tummies? No, uh, there's, well, if, uh, here, rated R. Um, there have been stories about people who have colostomy bags, so they have the hole in their side. I see where you're going of, with this. Yeah, and uh, they end up getting herpes. Yeah, in, in and around the hole for various well, that went uh, reasons. Really so, dark, really fast. Yeah, I had techno tummy. <laughs> Didn't ever expect for techno tummy to lead to. Like I said, it sounded that. fetishized to me. I didn't. I didn't well, I've heard people calling it Robo Tummy, but uh, I thought yeah, but she's fan- she's she's fanic, dude. She's a she's a badass. Like Techno Torso, the... how's that? No, techno Torso. Okay. okay, sure. Techno Viking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she definitely had the body count, man. Yeah, give her the give her the uh, the you know the credit that's due. That's not just her stomach that's doing it. That's her skill. And you. Well, yeah, it's definitely not her stomach at all. Like she already had that skill to begin with. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw it. Like, I mean, Mando was able to subdue her, but he let her live, you know. Yep. Um, and then Toro here, here did we it. We are uh, seeing her again, and now she's with Boba Fett. Like, who knows? Like, you saw the tricks of Boba Fett when he, when oh, he, uh, when he blew those two ships out of the sky and said, "I was aiming at the other one." Was he kidding or not? Probably oh, he, not. He, he's aiming at the other. One. He and, was aiming at the other one. You could see it. Like he was aiming for the bottom one. And his little viewfinder, and then it hit yeah. the top one. Yeah, just a happy accident, man. I wouldn't, if I was him, I wouldn't have said that. Right. But I mean, you know, he you doesn't know, care. What's he got yeah. to prove? He just, yeah, he just mopped the floor with like fifteen or more stormtroopers with a gaffy stick. Oh yeah, and that stuff was crazy, dude. Very like, rubber, why, like, like you, you, you saw the uh, the splinters of white armor. Yeah, flying all over the place. Like when you hit people in the face and stuff, I was just like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's what's you know what's been going around for years is Boba Fett. Boba Fett's overrated. Boba Fett's overrated. You know, he's just he looks cool, but he doesn't ever do anything. He goes out like a chump. Okay, all right, whatever. Turns out Boba Fett underrated. All right. Like, yeah. True. I just hope I just I just hope that so they they gave us like a a, a snippet of what he can do. I well, just hope that I, I just hope they don't you know take take him out going forward. I don't think they will. I don't I don't see He's, them bringing him back just to kill him. <laughs> you never know though. And like one thing too that's interesting about this series in general is that it it kind of feels like a video game. Yeah. Like uh you f- you feel like you're the Mando. You're Yeah, we lost you for a second. Uh, yep. So, like, it feels like a video game. You like, you feel like you are the Mando, like on this, uh, you know, this this journey, and there's side quests that come up. And, oh yeah. Uh, of course, you're gonna do them, whether it's for experience, like if it wasn't a video game, or for uh, code or whatever you want to call it. Um, and you come across, like, in a video game, you come across. Um, you know, title character. You come across prominent characters, right? And we saw that with Ahsoka and, and, and well, even the know, first season, man. I, I just yeah, no, I just don't like, like like 
I don't want to hear anybody ever say, like I've been saying for a while, like this is a filler episode because of exactly what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean, like, they're, like, I understand the point of filler episodes and stuff like that. Like, you get a little bit more, you get lore, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all stuff that's interesting. There's tons of that in Star Wars in general, whether it's books or games or movies or TV shows. But uh, one thing that just kind of sucks, it's like, okay, okay, now, we, you know, we, we, see, we see Boba Fett, we see Ahsoka. Uh, I, it, it leaves you wanting. I want more. And the thing is, the more that they're around, yeah, well, the more that they're around, it becomes more of a companion story, which I think it needs to be anyway. Right. Um, Like, uh, the solo thing is cool and it's going to work for a while, especially if the stories are good, but they're going to run out of people to introduce. Yeah. So, like, I don't want them to be. Yeah, I know. Well, somebody's got to stick around. Like, I want someone to stick around for a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, it sounds um, like Boba Fett's going to be sticking around. Um, well, yeah, and which leads and us Fennec. into what we we're talking about. Bef- which leads us what we we're talking about before. Like, you know, he was the original clone. Okay, like he's the perfect specimen. We'll keep him too. Well, so then, there, then there potentially goes Boba Fett. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a couple things about Boba Fett coming back. Going back to season five of the Gunslinger, um, and uh, season or season one, uh, episode five, the Gunslinger. Um, what do you think? So he says sometimes fate. What's he say? His line is like sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched. Uh, it happened to him. He was left to die in the sands of Tatooine, and same thing happened to Fennec. So Boba Fett saved Fennec somehow. Um, what are your guys' thoughts and theories on how Boba Fett was saved himself and how Boba Fett saved Fennec and why Boba Fett didn't go after his armor or take it from um, Cobb Vanth over those past five years, but instead suddenly showed up and tracked Mando all the way to Tython to get his armor back. As uh, uh, someone we know would say, because they wrote it that way. No. All right, Chad. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it said in the script. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he T- couldn't be here. So I had to do it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I, I don't but- necessarily <laughs> under- believe that he knew where his armor was or maybe he did and and knew that he could get it back at any point in time that he really wanted to but he was also known like so maybe he doesn't know what what happened to java or who 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 took control of that power vacuum um he doesn't know necessarily he knows that the empire has fallen um but he was known to the empire to work with them and now that there's a republic even out in the outer rim it was probably a good idea to lay low for a while um but it's entirely possible to me that he didn't know where his armor was until he saw it and happened to be at a place and and here and uh, you know it could be a right place right time situation um what was going on and you know, and saw the Mando driving away with the armor on the back of the speeder bike. 
Right. Do you guys um, think Fennec had anything to do with saving him? No. Okay. No, because she says she now has a life debt, and if she saved him, then they would just that be... life. Yeah, it would be even even thief. Yeah. No, I think I think that he observed and saw her fighting a Mandalorian in full Beskar and holding her own. Mm. And so she was worthy of it. Yeah. She I think I think she is what could be considered a foundling in his eyes. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, there's not a lot of people who could stand up toe to toe with Amanda unless you're a Jedi. Right. You know what I mean? So who do you guys think saved Boba Fett in this? I don't think anyone saved him. Yeah, I think I think the well, we've discussed the Kray Dragon ate the the Sarlacc. Yeah, and I don't know, or or at least severed it, you know, enough to where he could crawl out. Right, and then like like because well, a Kray Dragon swallow a Sarlacc hole is going to be parts of it. You know what I mean? Well, I was even thinking like possibly that happened, and the Kray Dragon we see it has like some nasty stomach acid. Maybe that's actually what scarred. Boba Fett. It could have been the stomach acid of the, the Sarlacc or the stomach acid of the Krayt Dragon. Either right. one. I think there's probably something more interesting because he was separated from his armor. Yeah. Um, My, maybe maybe there was a way that he was able to lure. I, so if you wanted to be cool, he lured the Krayt Dragon there somehow by exploding something in the Sarlacc or banging on his Beskar or shooting his Beskar repeatedly to to lure the crate to where the the Sarlacc was. Or maybe he had some sort of a, I don't know, maybe he used a the- call, a crate dragon call like Obi-Wan. And if you, and if you remember from the video what games. What a mating like call, you, maybe. From, from the video games, especially Star Wars Galaxies, once you got close to a Sarlacc, um, especially on foot, uh, you took acid damage as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it was, that. It was slowly over time. And, you know, who knows how long he was in there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's my theory. Um, but he, he was definitely eating some of the other dudes that flew into that pit. Well, I mean, it says, like he says, you'll be thrown in there. You'll be slowly digested over, what, a thousand years, right? So... I think I read somewhere, this might not be canon anymore, but it like, I believe I read somewhere a long time ago that it somehow like kept you alive and like you were basically being tortured and slowly digested over a thousand years. Well, I mean, that's the best way to do it. If you're uh, any sort of parasite or, right. You know what I mean? You want to keep like, keep the uh, host alive, but yeah. still draw. Uh, but, it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, I think like uh, I mean, there's, if there's stuff in there, slowly digested. There, and if if there's other people alive, which I think there would have been at that point in time, other people were small at the point in time that Boba Fett was. Oh yeah. Um, and who knows how there, often Jabba was there, out there? It might, it might have been. What's that book? Um, call not call the wild the, the plane crash where. Oh. Um, they started eating people and. Yeah, there's a movie about it too. Uh, it's a true story. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Survive or something like that. Alive. Um, my sister would know. She made me watch it with her a while ago. But, but 
I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, maybe that's how he survived. But uh, my theory when he got out is he was in pretty bad shape. Maybe that acid was still clinging to him. I think whoever saved him stripped him of the armor and got him away from like the dying Sarlacc. And my theory for who that was is the sand people. Because we now see that they're not just mindless beasts, all of them at least, right? Yeah, no, they communicate with the Mando. Yeah, and he's got a gaffy stick and a sand people, like a Tusken Raider rifle. He's kind of got some robes on that are kind of their style. So I'm thinking that, like, okay, so in that very episode, um, Gunslinger, um, episode uh, chapter five of season one, that's the first time we see Mando um, and it's foreshadowing that Mando can, uh, you know, he has a relationship with the Tusken Raiders already. They go to cross Tusken Raider um, land and he communicates with them in that episode. Then we get the Boba Fett, you know, glimpse. But, but that might just be something you're taught at like Mando school as a foundling, depending on what, what, how to like, has, has he been to Tatooine before? Like, we don't know that. Like, as far as we know, well, he, he does was, say he he's bounty, been, to... he was a bounty hunter who's been to various places, but to be able to understand a language and speak like right. that, it takes time. Well, he does say, but he, but he wasn't, but he wasn't Tatooine. Yeah. He wasn't Tatooine with Jabba like he spent he did spend a lot of time on Tatooine Boba you mean yeah and so maybe he had a relationship with him like Mando or like yeah like Din yeah I know but but yeah but Mando like uh you know maybe that's just like maybe you taught like basic stuff you know (laughs) how to how to speak Tuscan like who knows like they don't show everything he sees through that thing maybe they identified him as Tuscan Raiders and showed like a couple like digital hand signs that he could do well he knew what he was talking about so he had he had to have been to Tatooine at some point in time you're talking you're talking Din or you're talking Boba right now you're talking talking Din I'm talking Din like Boba had obviously been on Tatooine um so what do you give the odds that it could have maybe 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 grief taught him dude well yeah I mean however he found that out I'm saying but do you think do you think that it could have been the Tuscan Raiders that nursed Boba back to health? Yeah, I mean, given given everything that he had on and stuff like that, and maybe it wasn't just nursed him back to health. Right? Maybe he was just, you know, he he found a team for a little while. You know what I mean? Because right. the Tuscan Raiders are not necessarily good guys. Like they need something too. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe it was, shoot, man. Um, you're going back to what, how the armor was found, um, how Boba Fett's armor was found. You know, it's entirely possible that he just crawled out and led, and the Tuscans found him, and he figured out a way to get the Tuscans to get the crate there because he was there watching Mando with the kill the crate dragon i'm thinking it's probably like he my train of thought is he probably got out was spit out somehow was ejected from the like my theory is he used his jetpack he got he got hurt he used his jetpack to get out the i mean 
with your theory, maybe the, the Tuscans found him. <clears throat> he was pretty far hurt. Maybe took him a few months to finally get better. The Tuscan Raiders took his armor and sold it to the Sand, not the Sand, uh, the Jawas. Jawas, because that's who had him. Who had yeah. it. For, I don't know, more gaffy sticks? I don't flipping know. <laughs> <laughs> Make us some more gaffy sticks, but I mean, I think his, I think the, uh, I think the jetpack was trashed at that point. <laughs> oh, that's right. Luke shot it, didn't he? No, Han busts it no, Han with, uh, it. with a vibro axe or whatever. There. Well, who knows? Who knows if it's trash or not? It's well, just... it's repaired at this point, and we see like the big metal plate that the the Jawas or somebody had fixed it. Um, but I think that if he got out. The Tuscans found him. Maybe they stripped his armor off him, or maybe he stripped it off because it had acid clinging to it. Because it's definitely like pocked up. But um, he may have just been hanging out with the Tuscans in that area, and then that crate dragon was there, you know, um, where the Sarlacc used to be. So he might have just been hanging out in that neighborhood with that group of Tuscans for a while. And maybe even the Tuscans told him, maybe one of the Tuscans told him like, hey, that we're out there helping Cobb Vanth. They're like, hey, uh, we think the armor that you used to wear that we found you in, like this guy's got it. Yeah, so I think what's more, been watching. I, think, I think the realistic solution is that he came out of the Sarlacc pit either before or after a Kray Dragon ate it. Um, but he came out of it one way or the other. And he was... I think he traded his armor. Mm. I think that's what he did. Uh, All right, so... Maybe that's why he didn't go after it until he saw another Mandalorian with it, because the Mando would understand that the armor belongs to him type deal. Right. Um, we also found out that uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett, there's been some questions since the Clone Wars if they were actually Mandalorians. We found out that... Uh, Jango Fett was a foundling just like just like Din and he even fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars so that was pretty cool um, yeah so which, which makes you wonder why he wasn't well no I mean so I guess not like but why maybe he was just done why wouldn't he have gone back during the Clone Wars it's just well, I, mean, I mean he, he got killed he got killed by Mace Windu, obviously. Right, and, but, Jank, uh, and Boba was just kind of doing his own bounty hunter thing. Basically, it was like under the wings of the people his dad knew who were other bounty hunters. Right, but you would think that somebody, unless, but but you see, like, you saw people like Bo and whatever taking their helmets off. Yeah. And clone troopers came there. You assume some of the clone troopers died. You would assume that some Mandalorians would have come across clone troopers, took their helmet off, and would have recognized them. I mean, so he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars, and I think he probably fought on the side that lost, the not, like, um, uh, pacifist side. So the side of, like, the journeyman uh, protectors from Concord Dawn and Death Watch and such. So maybe Django just kind of went his own way after that, after it disbanded. But it's interesting, and, I mean, it could be something – if we see Bo-Katan and Boba Fett run into each other. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, it's kind of, 
it's kind of leaning that way because you have all of the ties to it, the Civil War, the Darksaber. Yeah. Like you have you have all the ingredients for it. Well, in the Darksaber, right? Bo Katan talks about, you know, she needs to get the Darksaber back. That's what she's hunting Moff Gideon for. Because uh she said, you know, it is a symbol of leadership for our people. Once we have the Darksaber we will seat a new Mandalore on the throne. Now, Catherine Neen um, is uh, somebody's name that uh, is, uh, I believe she's a Patreon for the Steel Wars podcast. She had a pretty sweet observation. So when Mando goes through the wreckage of the Razor Crests, what are the two things that he finds? Well, he gets the ball, obviously. The knob. Uh, the knob. The ball. The sphere, right? Spear. The sphere and the spear. Oh, yeah. The best car spear that he got from the chick that Ahsoka took down. So, what are the two things that, uh, like, uh, an, an incoming royal holds at their coronation? Oh, yeah. Like, even if you look at the, a movie like Frozen. It's yep. some sort of scepter and a ball. So could this be foreshadowing that the Mandalorian is going to be Mandalore? That, but by the end of this, like essentially he's heading to his coronation. Like this, this whole thing is he's going to be the underdog that was raised in this like far off cult, um, like very strange denomination of Mandalorian and he's taken this whole journey. He's learning. He, so he has a very wide view of the galaxy at this point. He can make peace with the Jedi. He can, uh, you know, he's, he's helping to reunite the different types of Mandalorians from the watch. All the children of the watch would follow him. And he's already gaining allies with, uh, with Bo-Katan and her, all the other Mandalorians there. Yeah, he's bringing everyone together. So could this, could Catherine Neen be right? What do you it think? It could be. Like, he even saw Boba look at him when he picked up that spear. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of what that was, too, was uh, that look. Like, man, what were your – Casey, T, we're all fathers. And essentially, Grogu is, is Mando's – is Din's kid at this point. And just watching him, like, be taken right in front of him and flying away helplessly. Well, it's kind of why I was pissed because before he even went up there, I was like, get your jetpack, get your jetpack, get your jetpack. Yep. Um, not even expecting them to, you know, grab and shoot up into the sky. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's there's feelings of helplessness in all types of fatherhood. This was just to the extreme. Right. Um, but there's some things that you just can't, help your kid with like you know they fall and they hurt themselves you can try and make them feel better and stuff like that but there's certain things that they have to do right um which you saw a little bit of like uh when gideon went in there grogu was throwing around stormtroopers well ahsoka warned him of the dark side right and we'd already seen a little bit of like he'd already been force choking Cara Dune in season one because of the attachment to Din. 
and now we see him here. He's been separated, and he's like not just a little bit forced joking. He's throwing people around. He's like going full Darth Vader on these fools. And maybe that's why we got the Darth Vader connection earlier with the butterflies. Yeah, I think that probably makes a lot of sense. But then, uh, like, we've seen Luke use forced joking. Luke was too old and too angry and all this stuff. So, I mean, maybe he ends up with Luke. Um, And... And then he goes on. And also, I, I think I read, I don't know if it's true or not, that uh, Rosario Dawson signed on to a trilogy. There's a lot of rumors. I, I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. Oh. Um, so there's there's a lot of rumors right now. There's a rumor that yeah, they've she, already she shot. Would, yeah, she, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't be on for just one episode there's no way there's there, so there's the rumor that ahsoka there's an ahsoka series coming they are um oh. what's that i said that's the one i keep hearing there's also uh a pretty substantialized rumors that uh um they have are already shooting or have already shot um a uh a boba fett spin-off miniseries that is going to air between seasons two and season three of the Mandalorian. That's going to explain everything we've just been talking about. So see, that would, that would be awesome. And I would prefer that to the Boba Fett movie. I love the solo movie. Right. Um, I, I would rather they done a series though. Yeah. Well, I mean, the solo movie was really fun and I, you know, we all can hope and wish for more. Uh, but introducing them yeah episodically i think is probably the way to go the only th- the only problem is like you can't get box office stuff which you can't even now anyway in a covid oh. environment and if you look at the way things are going wb and their announcement with hbo max so and disney just made an announcement too yeah and there's there's a lot of directors and stuff that are you know uh frustrated by yeah. that because a lot of the things with with uh with high profile directors and and actors and stuff like that is something called points in the back end, right? So uh, like, let's say you're an actor who makes $30 million in a film. Uh, there's a movie that sounds really good. They can't pay you 30 million, but they'll say, we'll give you 10 million up front and we'll give you X amount of points in the back end, which is a percentage of gross profit. Right, right. Um, nobody does that anymore because people have been burned Hollywood accounting super fun um, but uh, so you look at things like that you know people sign on to do a movie like even Harrison Ford or Alec Guinness man he did that for Star Wars yeah, yeah. or like Arnold Schwarzenegger like there's there's actors that do it and I think even Gal Gadot was one of them for the right. next uh, Wonder Woman movie yeah like she was supposed to make 10 million dollars like uh, as a guest by the revenue that was supposed to be made, but mm. she's not going to make that now because theaters are closed and they're right. still releasing the movie. So how do you judge things like that based off of subscriptions? I mean, if you take the Netflix model and have 40 million people paying $13 a month, that's a ton of money. That's yeah. four point three billion dollars a month or something like that figure out how to uh translate that into the uh 
and how to and how to <laughs> no yeah and how to pay actors like four point yeah. three billion dollars a month. Could you imagine making that? I can imagine quite a bit. I mean, you look at you look at things like uh, the, the, quote the star, like what what George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney for. It was about it was like four billion. Four point two billion and yeah, and like, also like, a whole lot of stacks. So that's like one month of the entirety of Netflix's subscriptions. Yeah, and I think Disney Plus uh, it was overperforming last I heard. It was a couple months ago, but they. We're definitely overperforming. It won't be long until they raise their price. Well, and I mean, Netflix, it's going to be ten. It's going to be eight dollars a month. It's going to be ten dollars a month. Perfect gonna... time to launch this new. <laughs> I mean, they got in right at the right at the right time and started making this stuff happen and got the volume up and running because it's it's definitely going to come in handy for how things are going now. But um, oh yeah, no, and I I know people uh out here that do that technology like uh there's a first ac that i work with um who started his own thing and i found out about it from a dp that i work with and uh i'm trying to figure out how to get in with get in on it somehow get in on because that. this this dude can go out there and uh make Spired up make eight eight to nine thousand dollars a day and uh, yeah, figure one that of out. those one one of those days is just prep setting it up. Yeah, definitely yeah. a different animal than what we're used to. But uh, all right, I got two more things this episode. Want to get your guys' thoughts on? Okay. Uh, um. So after after Mando after he gets taken and we we find out Boba Fett is basically like look. Um, I'm a man of honor. We know Django was a man of honor and that's rubbed off on Boba. Not always, but even in the clone wars, we saw Hondo Anaka had to remind Boba like, cause Hondo was friends with old Django. Like you got to do the honorable thing. Your father would have wanted you to. So he is doing the honorable thing and he's going to help Din Djarin now get the baby back. So they, they go and we find out they're going to spring Miggs Mayfield. Um, I'll interrupt you real quick because I wouldn't say that's the honorable thing. That wasn't part of the deal. Everything about the Mando so far has been part of the deal. He said that at the end. That wasn't the deal. You don't have the kid. Right. But I think, it, but Mando gave him a way out. Like he was like, no, it's, you know, if he wanted a way out, he could have gotten a way out. And I think right. that but, look, but you look at- I think the look that Boba gives him when he picks up that ball and he sees that Din Djarin is hurting. I think we see I think we see Boba Fett like you can infer a lot from it, right? Like Boba no doesn't know what it's like to lose a, a son that we know of, but he knows what it's like to lose a father. Yeah, sure, but you also look at uh everything that Din has gone through and everything's about completing what he was tasked to do. Like his ship was right. uh well, you that's know, like, part you know, of his, an ship honor was, his ship was crippled, taking taking the the frog lady right uh, to her husband. Even though, and you know, sure, he didn't say that. Yeah, you know, my my uh, ward ate probably half of your children, <laughs> but uh, you, know what I, you know what I mean. So it's all about the deal, like, but the, yeah, but isn't keeping the deal like you can make a deal or you could break a deal, but. 
she reminds him like are you not a mandalorian basically reminding him of like the code of honor that he should be upholding as a mandalorian yeah no for sure and there's there's also something special i think between boba and mando and maybe because the first mando he's seen in a long time that kind of cling to maybe what his old ways were in terms of like the helmet and whatever because if he if boba was a foundling yeah or jango was a jango was but so he would have he would have taught boba things like that but we saw them with their helmets off and stuff or whatatever so right so they weren't children yeah like like a like a mix of old school new school different classes and stuff or whatever but i think uh maybe just seeing amando do what amando do yeah. probably probably got him a little bit excited like i like if you remember in the episode where it feels man he was driving away you know he turned around he saw his face in the camera it's like okay right you know what i mean yeah like uh, it's, it's some it's somebody that he can talk to it's somebody that he can relate to yeah and i hope we get nobody else has a campfire scene or like a I hope we get them talking about what it is to be a Mandalorian to both of them. Like what Django's yeah. views were. And he mentions the Mandalorian civil war. It's so funny. He was like, yeah, my father even fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I bet you Din doesn't even know that there was a Mandalorian civil war. He's been raised in such a like closed up, like a, a, a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like the village from, you know, you know, M night Shyamalan's the village. Yeah. that's the Mandalorian culture that he's been <laughs> raised in. All right. He doesn't yeah. even know about the outside world, the Jedi, Bo-Katan, the dark saber, none of this stuff that you would think a Mandalorian would know about. Um, but uh, so we have that. And then I want to ask, do you guys think that uh, baby Yoda made contact with a Jedi and who do you think it will be that comes? Well, real quick to answer the call wouldn't be quiet like i told you at the end of the episode i said the deal was off because mando didn't technically give him the armor he took it back so that was my my theory on that one right that's why i'm saying like i don't think he's actually bound to din he's just he's doing it because i think he relates to din it might be a little bit of both because right. he didn't deliver. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if Mando didn't deliver on a job, he'd go back. Like look at what happened to the Razor Crest several times. Yeah, it ain't up until back now. from this one. <laughs> <laughs> at least not in its old glory. Right. But um, I know we've discussed a few times and a little bit after. Um, yeah, I think contact and we'll find out next episode but it's will wheaton as will wheaton i think i think next episode is going to be springing migs mayfield and getting a crew together and probably the end of the episode will be them track like uh, successfully tracking tracking them um i more to say that's my second thing but casey what jedi would you like oh, to see goodness. or do you think will answer the call you gotta give me a second because now there's things going through my mind 
was the ship was was uh, Boba's ship was that the Slave One or Slave Two? Slave One. Okay, I think I think that becomes Din's ship. Oh boy. Because other like wilds would there be have to be a slave to you know what I mean? I well, think I mean that there might not be a slave to in this canon. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. But I mean, yeah, who knows? I I think that the slave one becomes uh, his. But what Jedi do I think comes? Well, there's only a handful out there. Um, we got Ahsoka, who maybe hears the call. We got Obi Wan. He's still out there. Obi-Wan's dead, man. He gone. This is yeah, after Return like, of the Jedi. But in like via the force, I mean. Like that's that's like he's one of the few we see um moving forward. You know what I mean? And then we got uh Luke. Yeah. So I think I don't Luke- think it's I don't think it's Luke because Luke would I would have said that too before they brought in Boba Fett, Ahsoka, a baby Yoda. But now I'm thinking Luke's probably the obvious answer. Maybe, yeah. And sure, it'd be cool to see Sebastian stand. Even Mark Hamill said, like, yeah, you're my son. Um, But uh, in terms of looking how Luke looked when he was around the same age, but I think I think we might see, to, uh, you know, you got to tie into the future stuff here. I think we see a force ghost of you and McGregor convince Ahsoka to go back. Maybe, or and maybe even I, Anakin. We're getting all these because, Darth Vader references. Yeah, and and I think that because with Rise of Skywalker, we don't hear anything of Grogu or anything like that. We don't hear anything of Ahsoka or anything like that besides, you know, a voice. Um, I think that it's Obi-Wan, as Ewan McGregor, convinces Ahsoka because they had a history. And I think that she would listen to Obi-Wan as opposed to Anakin. I think at one point in time, you know, maybe in the future, if whether it's a series or a movie or whatever, I think that she will, if she and Anakin will, you know, uh, resolve their issues. But uh, yeah, I think it's Obi Wan first, telling Ahsoka to to go train the kid because he went through that with Luke and convinced Luke to train the kid. Ahsoka said she wasn't gonna do it. I think he's gonna do it again. All right, T. What'd you think? Oh, I think it's gonna be a new character. Either I know we we discussed Quinlan Voss being out there, or it could be Ezra. I think it's on. Yeah, people said it could be Ezra, which would be a new character introduction. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that idea. That, that was my second choice. Wouldn't it be? Um, a, well, yeah, be bringing somebody else in, but it would draw in couple of the other storyline points but uh that one guy that you said defeated the the dark troopers, troopers. kyle katarn could bring kyle katarn in and Ooh, uh, that'd be so cool we need okay yeah me and my kyle katarn 
me and Mike, I asked Mike Pappas, we were talking about this episode. I said, who would your, who would your live action actor pick be for Kyle Katarn? And before, you and McGregor. <laughs> no, I, I can't even think of anybody else after he mentioned his pick because it's so perfect. Will Wheaton. No, Will Wheaton would not be a Kyle. No, horrible. <laughs> Carl Urban, the butcher. I could see him being a Kyle Katarn. Yeah, but for sure. With, shout with out to, yeah. But but if you look at how Kyle Katarn was portrayed in things like uh, at Jedi Academy and stuff like that, like he he's like the video game looking version of Obi Wan. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, Carl Urban's got that look in the butcher. Like you know, he's got the beard, he's got the hair, he's he's got the sass. Yeah. I could see Carl Urban doing it for sure. <clears throat> but he's uh, a cool guy. I, I met him once is. at an air at an airport. Did you really? Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, uh, we 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 did not exchange any words. Uh, we were both waiting for our bags, and uh, uh, he was talking to somebody. He was also an actor, but I couldn't place the guy he was talking to. And I, I saw him. And Brad Pitt. He saw me. Leonardo no, DiCaprio. No, no, no. He, I saw him, and he saw me seeing him, and uh, I didn't do anything because, like, it, you know, he's talking to his buddy or whatever. And sure enough, some dude comes up and. Like oh, Mister Urban. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can I like can I take a photo with you? He's like, he's he's literally just like, oh mate, I'm just trying to have a conversation with my friend. Thanks. <laughs> and right. I look over at him, and I just I just nod at him, and he nods back, and that was our entire interaction. Like we under like I just like that's all I need. That's all it takes. Like I know who you are, and you, you don't know that. <laughs> you, you 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 well no, it's like you acknowledge that 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 I know that and. I respect you, and we go on our separate right. ways. Give him the old it's standard. A couple times out, yeah, it's, it's happened a couple times out here. I was, I saw another celebrity in like a food court or whatever, and we were probably like a hundred feet away, and uh, we just lock eyes, and I, 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 I salute him, and I nod, and, you know, he salutes and nods back. I like that's it's all it takes. Like like they're people, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, just like you or I don't want to be pestered yeah. by everybody and everybody. Yeah, like like if if the opportunity, like if it, like if he was just standing there by himself and not t- having a conversation with somebody, you know, I might have approached him. But uh, all right, so Casey, yeah, Carl Urban, Carl Urban's good choice. Where where do you? Well, okay, so I got to call out uh, one off the wall, but I mean this whole. Basically, like uh, when Ma- when uh, when Mando, I'm, this is getting confusing with some with a couple of Mandalorians now. When Boba <laughs> Fett is flying up and he sees the uh, not the destroyer, but whatever that smaller destroyer essentially is, as a Clone Wars shit, Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah. Um, well, it was basically a Rebels transport um, ship, <laughs> but uh, he says, uh, you know, it's not a spice dream. Vampire. It's the Empire. They're back. They're so, back. but I, I kind of feel like this whole season has been kind of a spice dream. It's kind of like a fever dream of Star Wars, Star Wars fandom, like fan servicey, well done fan service uh, storytelling. But uh, so, to to continue on that, and if we we reach higher levels of this spice in, induced dream, um, Johnny Grasso has put out that he thinks. The Jedi, to answer the call, could be none other than Mace Windu. I you think see, of the implications. We've heard of we've heard of I things. Something I heard. 
you've heard of that's something you heard yeah that's well, something it's been it's been going around um what were you what were you saying uh candris uh, i was i mean it was just like before like this was weeks ago even uh the, there was pictures circulating the internet of like what a mace windu would look like you know if he came back because this is before ahsoka was the jedi i was like what if it was mace windu well which, that's which would be cool and i think it would give credence to mace windu who is supposed to be a super badass which we didn't really get to see a lot of um best palpatine yeah well i mean yeah sure um and then you know he killed Django, so it'd be cool. It would be cool if That's... Boba had to come to terms with yeah. that. I mean, he, that Boba tried to kill Mace Windu a couple of times in the Clone Wars series. Yep. So that would be. That's why it would be interesting, man. See, on the one hand, you got you know Boba's now saying he's like going to help out. Then you get this old rival show up mace windu but that's another thing that we role-played sean tim q and i role-played that uh mace windu did not die when he fell from that because jedi don't die when they fall yeah no yeah no i I remember that yeah 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 yeah. i was there yeah so i mean once again other things that we we played star wars back in the day could potentially be coming to fruition but uh so that was that's that's one theory floating around out there for the Jedi. Personally, myself, I think we're a lock for uh, for Luke Skywalker. We're going to see him before this series is over. Um, and so the last thing I want to bring up, or I want to ask you guys, I'll go T first. Uh, T, what are your what's your theory for the next two episodes for the finale? Oh, I've already, like, we discussed it, and I've told you that if they follow the same little story arc that they did last season, it's just going to be nothing but a big battle the last two episodes. Um, <clears throat> but I I think they're going to they're gonna break out Maze. Mayfield. Um, Mayfield, sorry, yeah. What's his first name? Miggs. Yeah, Miggs Mayfield. Yeah. Um, I do love... Sorry, going off a little topic there. But uh, if you pause the, the screen at the right moment, you can see, like, the, the four guys that attacked uh, Mando in the beginning, uh, episode two. Oh, really? Yeah, in the, in, in the desert. Okay. <clears throat> um, but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I think they're going to... They're going to get together with him. Um, I honestly believe by the end of next episode, we are going to see a glimpse of who he called. Okay. Um, of the Jedi. Yep. By the end of next episode or by the end of the no, season? No, the end of the next episode. That is my theory. And so you think that in the last episode that whoever he called is going to be in action? I honestly believe that, yep. And then, all right, so you think that whoever the Jedi is is going to be in action, then what? What do they do? Oh, uh, that I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, I don't see, he's going to have to hang out with Din because I don't think 
Grogu is going to leave. So you don't don't think they're getting Grogu back by the end of the season? Oh, if they do, it would surprise me, yes. Okay. Okay. Casey, what's your uh, what are your predictions for the next two episodes for the last two episodes of the season? Well, I'm gonna make it quick because I gotta go inside. It's my father-in-law's birthday, and uh, yeah, this is our last thing. It's when I want to get yours and tell you mine. We're gonna do cake. Um, so obviously they pursue. Um, there's definitely some sort of battle-y type sequency. Thing. I don't think that earlier in the season that um, I don't think that the only people tracking the Razor Crest would have been the Imperials. Uh, judging by, I don't think that it was an accident that the Rebels uh, were there and found him and things like that. Um, I think that there's some sort of Rebel help at least. I will predict that there is some sort of rebel help. And to go off of, do we see a Jedi uh, that answers the call? I think we do. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a, an actual Jedi interfering and stepping in and being like, I'm taking the child and saving the child. I think that uh, Boba Fett gets captured. I think that they also used him as like the ideal clone, the ideal perfect-ish type DNA um, to to help create and merge with this force DNA. And I think that Mando gets another ship, which I think is the slave one. Especially if Boba Fett goes the way of the yeah, dodo, or it gets captured. Yeah. Um, all right. I think uh, so. My my prediction is they're gonna they're gonna go. It's gonna the next episode will start off with them springing Migs Mayfield. I don't think, and I also hope that they don't spend a lot of time doing that. I hope it's pretty quick they get Migs Mayfield out of there. Um, they put together their team, whoever that is, even if it's just Migs, Fennec, and Boba, and probably Cara Dune at this point. Um, maybe Grief, because he likes the kid, you know, used the magic fingers and all, and took him and put him in his little class that he's superintendent of or whatever now, too. But um, so I think that they do, that Migs helps them successfully track them, track down the. Uh, uh, wherever uh Gideon has taken them to I think I think Gideon will have returned Grogu to Dr. Pershing who is as uh as I think it's been alluded to this whole time um I think he's going to be on Camino so I think they're going to go back to Camino that's where they're going to have Grogu it's going to be the headquarters for Dr. Pershing and what he's in the experiments he's doing and they're going to have to break their way into Camino, and just lo and behold, who have they got with them? Boba Fett, who grew up on Camino and probably knows all the ins and outs and the secret back doors from sneaking around as a mischievous little kid on Camino to get them in. Um, I 
don't think that they'll have uh, Grogu back by the end of the season. I don't think that, I think that in one way or another, we will get the reveal of a Jedi showing up, but we won't see who that Jedi is. We might see a lightsaber, get some boots, hear a force theme or something. We're going to know it's the Jedi that's answered the call, but he's not going to be in time or he's going to show up wondering what's going on. And uh, that'll be, that'll be the end of the season that I, I think Grogu is going to stay in Imperial custody, possibly even be kind of tempted towards the dark side because we've already seen, we've seen, you know, seen this, this slide already, but uh, yeah. I can hear you. What do you think, T? Do you what, what do you think about my uh my Camino my Camino uh prediction? I already gave you my prediction. What do you think of my Camino prediction? Sorry, you broke in and all I heard was what's your prediction? <laughs> <laughs> I think I already gave you mine. <laughs> um, I like mine. Camino possibly come. I mean, it's all over the patches. I mean, that's where it all started, technically. Yeah, and I think it'd be perfect. They got Boba Fett to show them the way in. I think that's how they gain access once they get there. All right, guys, seeing as how... I'm going to say this is the way. (laughs) Maybe he'll say it literally, though. Like, uh, how do we get in here? And he'll say, this is the way. And Duff... And, you know, everybody will laugh. And then he'll be like, what? And then I'll be like, it's a, a never mind. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah. And then, and now he'll say, uh, come on, I've spoken. <laughs> and then Din will just start sobbing because, uh, you know, poor Christmas ham. But, uh, all right. <laughs> He's coming back. You think so still? Maybe they'll be. Oh, that's going to be the Jedi that they see. That's going to be the Jedi that they see. <laughs> no. Oh boy. Yeah. So I mean, maybe we'll get if if we're if we're swinging if we're swinging maybe maybe we'll get the Jedi at this one. Maybe we'll get Chad Palpatine could be showing up at this uh, cloning facility. We might get a hint at that. That could be another big bombshell that they drop on us right before the end of this season. A um, lot of big possibilities. If they're going out swinging, that's a that's a possibility, man. Swing for the fences. Swing for the fences. All right, T, where can all the good people follow you? Follow me here most times or T Green at Facebook. All right, you can follow Casey Schreffler at uh, Film Guy. G-Y-E, I think. I don't know. I don't know. He's out there somewhere. But we are the Talking Sith Podcast. Follow us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Pod. Email us at Talking Sith Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, that dark side be with you. Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.